right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. And hopefully our audio is sounding better. Craig, you're still there, right? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, all right, we're, we're toying with a lot of stuff here. We've, I think we've got it where the, the noise is not getting picked up, but Craig is still hearing it. So we're making adjustments. I think we're good enough to record this week, but uh, but yeah, we, we're probably going to have to make some more adjustments for ne- next week when we have time to do some tests. So, but oh man, um, I feel like I am always in a rush with all this stuff with the recordings these past couple weeks because of all this moving crap. Um, so I feel like today is the first day I've been able to sit down and look. And prepare for Michigan playing Northwestern. Right. Um, but then I, I have watched a little bit of uh, the Northwestern-Purdue game. Did you watch any of that? Um, I watched a little bit of it. Yep. Yep. And it was, you know, and the thing was, is that one thing that was good about that game was that um, Northwestern has a pretty good knack for keeping games close in the first half and then it just all falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it's an interesting, um, spot that Northwestern finds them themselves in coming into this game. Uh, a lot of kind of interesting things going on. First of all, this year has not appeared to be the strongest for Northwestern. I mean, I think, Oh, gosh. Uh, I think Northwestern's been on a decent streak of having at least 10 wins a season or, you know, 9 or 10 or more wins. Um, But they find themselves – they actually started week one with uh, Big Ten play because that was their Purdue game. Right. Yeah. And um, so here they are, and and they won. They won that uh, against Purdue. Um, uh, wound up being a close game. It looked like they were going to blow it out, but then Purdue kept hanging around, or and they kept Purdue or kept allowing Purdue to put up some big plays. Uh, final score was thirty-one to twenty-seven. They were playing at Purdue, um, but the so they're currently sitting at one and two. That was their only win, but something very um, uh, unexpected. Uh, came up on this Monday. Uh, Craig, were you uh, keeping up with this? Did you see this uh, come up with their running back? Yeah, Jeremy Larkin, right. Yeah, yeah. it was very unexpected. And, and all I saw were people saying, oh, man, I feel so bad for Jeremy Larkin. You, you hate to see this happen. I thought it was some kind of an injury. Right. And right. so I thought, oh, he's going to miss the Michigan game or, oh, he's going to miss the season. Maybe he's going to miss a few games. Uh, but apparently it's a lot bigger than that. So, yeah, it's uh, some kind of a neck spinal condition that they found. So it's uh, not his fault. It's just one of those things where you know, you know he'll be able to do everything else. It's not life threatening or whatever. Everything. It's just something that he won't be able to do play football. So, and that's just too bad. He's a great player. He's he's pretty good. But, you know, you hate to see something like that happen to any athlete or any kid like that who does well for a team, you know, obviously loves to play football, is passionate about it, and and this happens. So, you know, it's uh, taking his life into a different direction. But 
no doubt he'll he'll do well on it where where whatever he does but um yeah it's sad it's a tough thing yeah and he um and you are right from my understanding with it it's not life-threatening but something that you know can't play football with um and it sounds like he is uh going to be staying on as a assist uh not an assistant coach but uh he's gonna be working with the the coaching staff um for the rest of the season i'm not sure exactly what the role is gonna be but yeah that is that is very unfortunate um and that is a big prayers out to him yeah, absolutely, and that's a big blow to the Northwestern team because he was their leading rusher. Uh, he was just a sophomore, um, but yeah, he, let me see. He already had 364 yards through three games rushing. He had 127 yards receiving. Um Last year wasn't a huge amount of um, uh, yards. He actually only broke 500 yards last year, and he had this. He had already had the same amount of touchdowns this year as he did last year for rushing. So, yeah, he um, he was a big part of the Northwestern offense. Uh, knowing Pat Fit, Pat Fitzgerald uh, and his staff, they will. Um, still be prepared for Michigan. I mean, it, obviously they would like to have Larkin and everything, but um, Pat Fitzgerald uh, has been known to be a good coach and prepare for things. So uh, I'm sure that this isn't going to be one of those things where you think that it's just going to be easy to roll over them by any means. Yeah, and, you know, with a Larkin out and retiring, you got uh, Moten, Moten the, the fourth, and he was the second leaving rusher at uh at the wildcats so and we'll see how he does but um he hasn't proven too much he doesn't have a lot of games and playing experience under his belt so and that's gonna be tough against this michigan defense i tell you yeah no for sure and it's not i don't know it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be kind of a little bit tricky because um well as i was just saying pat fitzgerald uh, knows how to coach, and even when his teams aren't the best, he still finds a way to be competitive and usually at least trip up one team a year. Uh, they're kind of like Iowa. If Iowa's not great, they're still going to wind up beating somebody. Yeah, spoilers, kind of. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's uh, it'll still be interesting come Saturday. Uh, a Another kind of interesting thing to point out, uh, the game time, if uh, you haven't supposedly heard by now, it's 4.30. Um, That's weird. Yeah, don't don't like it. Nope, nope. Uh, what's your, uh, actually real quick, kind of before we, uh, you know, get completely immersed in this conversation with nor- the no- Northwestern game, what is your, um, let's go with saying, you know, noon, 3.30, um, eight, eight or eight thirty, whatever you want to say, kickoff. So, uh, how would you rank those? Like, f- favorite to least favorite? Um, well, like you just kind of had it. I'm, I'm, 
I'm not a big fan of uh, Michigan having night games, even though the ambiance and everything's cool looking, you know what I mean? So you're watching it, and it's just really cool to watch a football game at night. you got the big lights, you know, it's very Friday night lights, you know, football in your local town, and then you get to go see Michigan. It's really cool. But uh, something about night games, I don't know, it just doesn't agree with Michigan. And so um, I like the noon. Maybe because Michigan seems to play better. <laughs> the longer the day goes, Michigan doesn't seem to do very well. So 3.30 would be my next. And then at night, I'm always like, eh, I've seen too many upsets and things like that happen. So, so you're even saying... Though I, even though I love to look at night games, I love to look at night games over day games, we just don't do well. So I'll, I'll stick to the noon games. So you're saying that Strictly, oh, sorry, strictly from like uh, team performance, or what's like your personal preference of like watching? Um, personal pre- preference, I prefer watching night games. Okay, I, I, I just, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's really cool. So. Yeah, I mean, plus you get Motron, you get the TV, and it's dark, and, and it's, a lot, it's a lot going on. Yeah, the uh, I, I would say for me, noon games are first uh, for Michigan because because uh, I feel like it's easier playing around a noon game. Um, I, I like the kickoff. I like football starting at the beginning of the day. I like being able to watch Michigan right away. Um, then my second favorite would be night game because then I feel like you have the whole day to do something get all your stuff done and then you can watch a night game. I just feel like the three thirty time frame messes everything up because it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta schedule things around that and yeah, I know. It's like should I be working on the house because <laughs> things like that and you gotta schedule reschedule things at times. Yeah, you're right. Three thirty is a little kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, because so. if it's a noon game you know, you get up, you do a couple of things, and then you start getting ready to watch the game, and then you watch the game, and then you have the whole rest of the day. Like, you could do something a little bit afterwards, get a few things done, then grab some food and sit down and watch football for the rest of the evening. Uh, with a night game, you can do stuff during the day, get ready, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, 3.30, it's kind of like, okay, you do a little bit before, and then you do a little bit after. But, yeah, it's it's weird. It's awkward yeah. to me. Yeah, very much so. So this is 4.30, okay. Well, there you and, go. So it's even more messed up because it's not a typical three thirty. So yeah, even more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, yep. So it is uh, oh gosh, uh, fourteen right? Fourteen Michigan first un- yeah first unranked Northwestern. Right. Four thirty this coming Saturday. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to give you some context for uh, Northwestern, I mean, we already mentioned their uh, one and two started off the season 31 to 27 win over Purdue. But then they lost um, to Duke at home uh, 21 to seven. Mm-hmm. And then they lost to Akron at home 39 yeah. to 34. So that game was closer. So they're actually undefeated on the road and they have two losses at home mm-hmm. right um and right. michigan is going to be traveling there this saturday so 
Yeah, I mean, it's a road game. There you go for Michigan. So this is, you know, it's not a top 25 team, which I would have liked to have under our belt because of uh, Michigan's record when it comes to top 25 teams and on the road and losing. It's still, it's still alive. But uh, I'd like to end that. But uh, to get a road win and a big road win win against a team like Northwestern would be really great to see this momentum go. So especially on the road, that's what I mean is, yeah, look, I love what I'm seeing from Michigan, but I always kind of stress this is at home. This is Michigan. It's under their, you know, the light. It's under the, the spectrum of their fam, their fans. Uh, you know, and and that's great. But when you go on the road, you got to win on the road. Yeah, absolutely. And it would be nice for Michigan to break some of those trends and everything of not being yep. a top twenty-five team on the road. And all well, they're breaking stuff. trends. It's that's a cool thing. You're starting to see a lot of things that Michigan's doing this year that they're uh, breaking those trends that we've been seeing for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not good. You know, the ones we hate, and they're starting to break those. So that's good to see. Yeah, optimistic for sure. Optimistic for yeah. sure. And there, um, uh, where is that? There should, uh, yeah, there will be opportunity for Michigan to do something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, depending on where people are ranked, but yeah, there's definitely going to be at least one opportunity, if not more, for Michigan to try to fix that. Anyways, um, so to look at the some more numbers here and everything. The total offense coming into this week. Um, actually, it's a little interesting. Michigan comes in ranked at 64. Northwestern is ranked at 63. Again, this is uh, amount of yards mm-hmm. put up. So, I mean, you're looking, I mean, is a little surprising that there are over 60 teams in front of them. Right. Um, some of them not super surprising because, I mean, you're looking at some of these teams that have played two FCS schools or some different things like that, where basically they play some of those teams that don't even know what defense is. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So so that's not too surprising. But for there to be 60, eh, okay, you can say it's a little surprising. Um, interestingly enough, though, uh, Northwestern has been – doing more from the um, passing uh, perspective than uh, rushing. So they have... Yeah, yep. yeah, they're trying to catch up. Yeah, what is, what is your... What is the uh, pass efficiency or what is the touchdown to interception ratio for Thornton? I believe it, it's not too great, but uh yeah let me get that pulled up here i can find that here in a second um but yeah um here uh that'll be up here in just a second uh but for the passing defense though uh michigan of course as we know is boasting uh one of the best defenses for passing defense they're tied with third um so yeah they're doing really well that's gonna stuff them pretty well northwestern is sitting at oh I lost it where'd it go I had it highlighted guess not anymore um shoot now that's gonna bother me but then um Michigan for rushing defense is 
ranks at comes in at 15. And Northwestern for rushing defense is at 42nd. Um, so a lot of room there. Probably a lot of, a decent chance for Michigan to be able to get the running game going. Um, yeah, it's gonna be tough when you get one for him, moan, moan, and plug those defensive tackles in there. And then of course you're they're doing really well, and then you got Gary and Winbush. Um, yeah, uh, Winovich, I mean uh, Winovich. Yeah, Gary and Winovich are just gonna be tough for them man <laughs> it's just gonna be tough for them to move the ball on the ground yeah i know even though michigan the rushing defense is ranked at 15 that doesn't necessarily mean they do a poor job but especially with northwestern losing their leading rusher um you know i think that the, the michigan defense is not going to have really much of a problem at all uh let's see here okay thorson the quarterback for northwestern northwestern has kind of done their thing where they use two quarterbacks oh okay um, I mean, not, uh, I think every single game they have, but Thorson seems to be the one, uh, getting more reps. Uh, of course, uh, if you look and compare, he's got a lot more stats, especially in the uh, most recent game in the Purdue game, it seemed pretty evenly dispersed, but in their Akron game, uh, Thorson was the go-to quarterback and he, uh, is a senior and his completion percentage is just over 61%. And you want a touchdown to inter interception ratio? Uh, he has three touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah, so I thought that's, that's the number I was thinking about. Yeah, and bode too well. Yeah, no, he's uh. A, Northwestern has um, actually when Northwestern plays well uh, let me bring this up just to make sure but um, when Northwestern takes care of the ball um, is when they've won so far they won the turnover margin against Purdue um, but then with the uh, Duke and the Akron game they, they had some issues they had some turnovers and everything they actually uh, had no turnovers against Purdue so that helped them there. Um, I think that they're just kind of prone to uh, making mistakes and everything, and going up against a defense like Michigan, that's not going to really help them out. Right, right. So. Uh, yeah, it's, this, is, this game is really pretty much just going to come down to more likely, it looks like, again, to can Michigan's defense stop Northwestern's offense? moving the ball and then you got can Shea Patterson throw against Northwestern and Northwestern just struggles in the secondary they're not very good at all and that's this is this game is primed for Shea Patterson to have a great game I mean it really is I mean, yeah yeah this our running game is solid and, and I'm telling you it's really picking up and doing well but man this game is primed for Shea Patterson Big numbers, uh, big TDs, big playability against Northwestern. And that's where I'm going to see where Jim Harbaugh's game plan is going to come out. Is he going to come out and just like we were talking about, is he going to come out and start running the ball, running the ball, wearing, running the ball, and wearing off his defense? And then he goes to the pass action and does all that. And then you start seeing that secondary breakdown, the defense by getting tired. And that's when you start seeing Shea go over the top for big plays. 
it seems to me what Jim Harbaugh Spectrum is, is doing with these teams that he's playing, and I wonder if he's going to do that with Northwestern, knowing that they are a little bit banged up, and I think they are getting uh, three players on their offensive line right now back who were injured in the last three games, which is good for them. But, uh, I mean, I, this is going to be tough for Northwestern even to move the ball down the field on this defense. So um, this game could be prime for a shape battle. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I really do agree that um, this could be a big week for the passing game. Um, it'll be kind of interesting to see, um, even as you mentioned, too, that uh, they Jim Harbaugh likes to do his running uh, scheme of, you know, basically kind of beating up the other team and then going to the air. I, I will not be surprised if he does that again here. Um It'll be, I, I, I definitely don't want to say, uh, uh, kind of explain this game in a way of just overlooking it because like we've said, Northwestern can uh, be a dangerous team, especially you can't take them lightly at home, um, even with them missing their running back and everything. But um, things, uh, these numbers, these things look like they'll bode well for Michigan I kind of anticipate that we'll see another game like Michigan versus Nebraska. Um, I don't know if it will be as dismal for Northwestern as it was for Nebraska. I mean, I don't think Northwestern's going to come out and put up a, a lot of points, but there might be more positives for them throughout the whole game rather than Nebraska only being able to scrape together a few things in the fourth quarter. So... You know, and this is, you know, when I was talking about Shea Patterson, is, is, is if you can get this offensive line to block like they have been with this Northwestern defense, um, Akron was able to throw on this team pretty easily. I mean, Cato Daniel, that you know, play after play after play, moving that ball down the field, passing the ball, you play for Akron. If he can do it, Michigan can do it. I really seriously think Michigan, the, the plan is going to be this. I will say this to Michigan fans. Don't be surprised. Don't don't jump ship or, you know, right from the beginning. You know how when the very, you know, you go three and out, three and out, and everybody's freaking out. I would say Northwestern on every one of these games in the first quarter, even the first two quarters, have played every one of these teams that they've played tough. They play them very tough and then they get worn out. You know, they just don't have enough talent. They get had a few injuries. You know, Larkin is now not going to be there, so they're they're behind the eight ball on this, in this game, but um, I think they're going to come out swinging in the first quarter maybe into the second quarter, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that seems to be be the way that goes, and maybe it's uh, and I do anticipate that the offensive line will continue their um, good production and everything. I think they'll they'll still do well against Northwestern as they build and prepare for some of those tougher opponents. We've seen uh, good pro, uh, good production from them 
and uh, I'm kind of excited to see it here for another week, and then uh, with it also being a road game, so I'll be watching that for sure. Um, I think it's going to be another fun weekend. Uh, I think it'll be fun to watch. It'll be interesting. The uh, the it, it's kind of tough to say what will be uh, highlighted more if it'll be the running game or the passing game. I mean, you always know that the running game is going to play a, play a big part. Um, you know, you always feel like it's going to happen at the beginning for Michigan, but then also later on in the game. If they if they have that lead or well even if they don't have a lead uh, or a big lead um, they like to uh, cut down the clock and everything like that so I don't know I feel like that uh, with like you've mentioned the Northwestern secondary that they might highlight and go to the go to the air quite a bit and maybe get quite a few big plays so well that's what it is it's going to be Northwestern take away a lot of things that Michigan does well, you know, is the running game. They know that. They get, if they get the running game going, then the passing game gets going. And, and big plays. Michigan, right now, you're looking at one of the things that Michigan has been missing last year so much was big playability. Um, somehow, Michigan this year is big play after big play after big play. We haven't seen in a long, long time. We have special teams. We've got uh, People's Jones back there just returning punts for uh, touchdowns, and that's a that's tough. And you got uh, Nordine doing really, really well as far as uh, field goal kicking. You know, he's got the big leg. Then you got um, the, the defense. You just I mean, how do you account for Brashawn Gary and, Win- and Winovich coming off the edge, and then you one forward and moan, Monet moan in the middle and it's just so much for Northwestern to take and you know like I said I think they're going to give all they have in the first quarter I just think it's going to be really really tough and then they're missing their best running back Larkin and then you know they're going to have Bowden the fourth what who is it who's the other guy Bowser is the other running back they might be using are they good yeah they're good they're not great they're not like Larkin but I think they'll do okay but uh, it's it's going to come. It's actually going to be on the quarterback's hands. I mean, it really is. It's going to be how effectively he throws against our secondary. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So, um, before we kind of go into it, we talked about uh, and we talk about the other Big Ten games and we give our predictions and everything. A um, couple questions here. Who do you think? Um, give a give a prediction on who is going to be who you think is going to be one or the biggest impact on defense for this game? Question. Um, well, which one calls out for this second half of the game, right? Hudson. Um, yeah. Um, yes. For, for targeting. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Just thought about that. So yeah, it was the second game in the row. He's been called for targeting. So, it's our fourth game in a row we've had a targeting call. So, but I'm going to kind of go with um, look. I will say I'll say Winovich at this moment because right now they're deep, they're double teaming Rashawn Gary and triple teaming him, and it's just hard. And that's what they're doing with him. And 
Winovich is this having his own. I w- I'd pick between Bush and Winovich, but I'm going to go with Winovich just because you know, he's going to have single double probably. Yeah, be able to get to the uh, the quarterback and everything for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bush. Um, I, I, the, that was my other guy, yeah. Yeah, the, the main ones that I feel like you would look at is uh, Gary Winovich, Bush, uh, Hudson, um, and uh, players like that. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Bush because he's been on fire. His speed has been a huge thing. I think that, um, you know, Northwestern is going to try to attack the – edges as they have in previous games uh that i was watching some of the highlights for and bush is just so fast and shuts that down so quickly i think that he's going to have a really good game that he might be the uh uh, have the biggest impact on the defense um offense um who who do you think is going to have a big part uh in offense against northwestern you know, every time I pick a guy, you know, it only end up being the other guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, and I, I like Shea Patterson spreading the ball. But I just think, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I notice him trying to get the ball to Martin a little bit more, which is really cool. So, but I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stay. Probably the obvious choice. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna hang in there with Higdon. I just think Higdon could have a great, great game again. Okay. He makes that offense go, man. He's just a great running back overall. Um, there's a big difference between when Evans is in there and True Wilson. He's great, but not Higdon great. Yeah. But True Wilson does what he does best: blocks. He does such a great job, and he runs hard. But I just think Higdon's on another level of them. It's just he makes his offense go. So I'll pick him. Yeah, I'm going to go um, into the receiver area. I'm actually going to go, interestingly enough, and I feel like um, Nico might step up this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that there's going to be a lot with the passing game this week. I mean, well, we already kind of explained you why. You think he'll be single covered, right? Uh, yes, but also, I mean, we've seen what he's capable of, and so I think that he's going to do well, and not like it's specifically going to be in the game plan or anything. I'm like, okay, DPJ did great last week. Okay, now let's give it to Collins. I just think that, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of one of those things, and I think that's what you're alluding to, that Northwestern's going to be like, okay, we got to shut down Peoples-Jones. Yeah, and yeah. then Collins is gonna ha- uh, gonna be the second guy where he's just like, dude, you know, throw it up to me. Um, and he's shown good routes and everything like that. So yeah, I think that um, Nico is gonna have a big week. Not necessarily saying that he's gonna be the star on offense, but I think that he's gonna have a bigger week and a bigger role. Uh, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Excited about it. Excited about it. So we'll have to watch it. Um. So let me see. I think what we'll go ahead and do. Oh, wait. Nope. Sorry. We got lock it or dump it. I almost forgot. Um, okay. Uh, you, you got anything else you want to mention? I mean, we'll we'll have time later, but did you have anything else you want to mention before we move on? Nope. Let's get up to it. Okay. All right. Lock it or dump it. Here we go. Um, might not be the flashiest lock it or dump it this week. Uh, 
I don't know if they're the best questions I've come up with or anything, but uh, here we go. Let's go ahead and go with it. Um, first one, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a fullback will all have touchdowns this week. Ooh, a tight end, a fullback. What was the other one? Uh, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a fullback. We'll all have a touchdown this week. I'll say Lockett. I like that. All right. Lockett. The only one I'm the only one I'm a little bit leery of is maybe the tight end. Yeah, that that'll be kind of interesting. Um, yeah. hmm, I was thinking about this. Yeah, I believe that they're going to use the fullback. <laughs> you know they will at the five yard line. Yeah, and so essentially this would be saying that Michigan's going to score at least 28 points. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lock that one, too. You know, ooh, controversial. Both have the same guesses. Um, Okay, Uh, Michigan will have more passing yards than rushing yards. It's it's always tricky because if there might be, like, like if they get a big lead and they just try, try to run the clock out. I'll say I'll lock that because I think this is a, get, a game for Shea Patterson to throw the ball. All right. Locking that one up. Um, man. I feel like I'm going to dump that. Um, and that's because I feel like Michigan usually – just has more passing yards when they essentially kind of have to, uh, when their running game is being um, stuffed or limited. Um, right. So I think that I'm I'm going to dump that that in uh, combined with garbage or not garbage time, but uh, trying to run run out the clock and everything. Uh, I think that there'll be a lot of rushing yards. So um, okay, then uh, Shea Patterson will have a completion percentage. Of 73 or higher. Oh, man. He is currently sitting at 70, 70. 70.1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. It's that offensive line. I'm like, man, it takes some time. Nah, I'm going to dump that. Okay. It's on the road. La, 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 la. I'm kind of wondering how long he's going to be in the game. Right. <laughs> See, yeah, you think um, they're going to try to get McCaffrey as much playing time. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering if he's going to be in there and, you know, he's going to light it up and then they're going to be like, okay, you know, don't don't worry about playing in the second half at all or don't worry. I, I, I think Harbaugh likes McCaffrey too. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm I'm kind of wondering if they'll – pull uh Shea and he might you know have lit it up I oh what the heck I'll lock it he's been on fire it's a good game for him to keep that fire going so watch everybody's gonna drop balls this week um okay all right there we go that's that's uh lock it or dump it this week um, I gotta look at 
We're going to look at the spreads for the Big Ten. We'll do our game locks of the week. I, I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, right now, Michigan is just a 14-point favorite uh, over Northwestern. Interestingly enough, with the over-under of 46 and a half. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting, but... Okay, all right. Where's my music? There we go. Okay, uh, let's look at the... Uh, the list is getting shorter and shorter now as we enter uh, more uh, almost everyone's in-conference games. So, uh, starting off the day with the noon games, uh, Michigan State is going to host Central Michigan. Uh, Michigan State is favored by 28 and a half points. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then the other noon game is Rutgers hosting Indiana, where Indiana is the favored by 17 points. So, and then uh, Nebraska and Purdue face off, where between the two teams, they have a combined one win. Uh, which was amazing enough last week when Purdue took out um, uh, Boston. Boston College. There we go. Thank you. Um, and Purdue on the road at Nebraska is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And then, of course, the Michigan-Northwestern game at 430. And the night game uh, featuring two ranked teams, number four, Ohio State, going on the road to number nine, Penn State, at 730 where Ohio State is favored by three and a half points. All right, what's what's the lot going to be for you, Craig? Um, I'm going to cover the – where's the – what's Nebraska at Purdue? At Purdue? No, Nebraska is home. Yeah. Um, I actually think uh, – uh, I think I'm going to pick Ohio State to cover that. Okay. OSU covers the three and... Oops, hang on. I got to type it down, or type it up. Otherwise, I'm going to miss it. All right, Ohio State covers three and a half over PSU, uh, Penn State. Okay. I usually don't like picking games that are with rivals because I feel like I get biased then. So, man, I don't. It's so tough looking at that Purdue Nebraska game thinking that Nebraska is going to go own four. And even though Purdue just beat Boston College. Dang That's it. the one I was gonna go for. Yeah, you're almost essentially saying Nebraska is gonna lose again. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? This is why I'm. I'm just gonna go in a completely different direction. I'm gonna take Indiana covering the uh, 17 point spread over Rutgers. So Indiana usually is a pretty electrifying team, and so man, oh, that's I don't know. 
I, I, I liked it. I, I liked it. Too late. Done. <laughs> done, done, done. So, yeah, that's where we sit. That's where we stand. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go with that. So, all right. Well, uh, here we want to go ahead and make sure to get our final preview thoughts, give our predictions for Michigan versus Northwestern. Again, is uh, number 14 Michigan going on the road to Northwestern, 430 kickoff, and Michigan is favored by only 14 points over under a 46.5. Let me get the music going, and then Craig, you can take it away. Yeah, I mean, you're talking... Northwestern is probably going to kick our tail when it comes to penalty stats. Yeah, I'll give them that because Michigan is probably the most penalized team in the country right now. So, but I'll give Northwestern the nod there, and that's about it. Um, I think they're having a tough time. I think Larkin being out is a tough blow to them. Obviously, wish him luck, but uh, they've been struggling with the running game anyways with Larkin. Um, so Thornton's going to have to throw, and our defense is just way too strong on having Winbush and Sean Gary on the edge. And yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough game. You know, the first quarter will probably slugging back and forth, but then I think Michigan takes over. Too many weapons, too strong on every asset, you know, aspect of this game. Um, special teams, offense, defense. Um, returns, everything. Um, I just think Northwestern is not going to – this whole – what is what are they favored by, 14 points? I think it should be higher. Uh, I think Michigan wins 42-17. to 17. Okay. 42-17. Yeah. yeah. I look at that 14. I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but Yeah. I um... – I, I agree with that. Um, that I think that 14 points is kind of generous. I don't know. I, yeah, it just seems so odd with what what happened with the running back that that would be the case. But anyways, um, yeah, you did point it out where Northwestern hasn't had the greatest success with the running game, even with their uh, running back. I think that uh, Michigan's man-to-man defense is going to shut them down. Uh, bigger, faster, stronger than any team that they've faced so far. I think they're going to suffocate them and that there's not going to be a lot of production. Uh, It might be a little bit slow for the Michigan offense, um, but I don't think that the Michigan defense is going to really have too much of a problem at the beginning of the game. Um, But Northwestern, I think, will finish the first half with some points on the board. Um I'm going to go ahead and put it at uh, a final score prediction of uh, 38 to 13. Uh, Michigan wins on the road um, against Pat Fitzgerald and his Northwestern Wildcats. So, yeah, so if that's... Yeah, as I was saying with the prediction of those four position groups scoring touchdowns, that's 28 points. So another touchdown and a field goal 
Yeah, I see it. I mean, part of me really wants to kind of blow it wide open, but I don't want to essentially get carried away. Yeah. That's, you know, Ryan Field. And I know Northwestern took uh, that MSU team to overtime and beat them. So, you know, playing at another place and you know they got really good crowds they got a great fan base so you know it's always tough to play on the road but uh michigan should be used to this because the very fact is they should look at this game like hey we're on the road against notre dame we came up short they should be like ready for this game you know they should go look we're on the road let's take care of business let's just beat this team up yeah no i don't i definitely agree that it should be they should look to kind of um, rectify and um, set things straight from their last road game. Obviously, completely different opponent, completely different circumstances, but this is where we find ourselves. So um, I think that uh, Michigan will have a good game Saturday. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun. I'm excited for it. Not excited exactly about the time. It actually might work out for my favor, but still, 4:30 is a weird time. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So, man, I feel like I'm missing something. I mean, I know <laughs> I know it's a little bit weird because I don't think we have voicemails this week, but I feel like we're missing something. Hmm. Are we good? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Again, I feel a little bit um, discombobulated because of the whole move thing. Um, and so we're working through some changes and things like that. We'll, we'll be back up to speed and everything. Everything's still working out for all our episodes, but uh, there are some kinks that, we're str- uh, that we have to work out. So um, research and all that stuff will be backing at it and better than ever and all that fun stuff. So... We always appreciate you guys tuning in and want to bring you great content, great information, and things of that nature. So, uh, I think I saw that there were some different uh, fans saying that they were going to this game. Well, obviously, people go to this game. But uh, if you guys go, hope you have a good time. Hopefully, it's not too cold. It's already getting cold. And uh, they're right there near Lake Michigan. So, that'll be interesting. That should be a good time. So, um, but yeah, we hope you guys have been having a good week and until Saturday, until next episode, until next time, uh, we'll finish off with go blue. Go blue.